I'm ready for it to get cold outside. Yes. I'm wearing sweatshirts in faith that winter's coming. But there's only like two weeks of winter in Texas. Well, unless that February, unless February, unless February hits you. Yeah. And then the whole world freezes for like three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, guys, can I can I just say something serious for a second? Uh oh, you know you know how many people reach out and tell me that they love tug of war. A lot of people, yeah, all the time. If you don't know what tug of war is, it's just a conversation between two friends that we've been friends now for a long time. A long time. Do we do ministry together? Yep. That's our context of leadership. So That's this true. is a leadership podcast yep. about anybody who feels the tug of more the tension between where you are and where you want to be the fight to get there the struggle it's not easy okay it's a tug so here's the issue that i have what do you have so many people message me and say trustin it's so good dude changed my life right man, thank you i just went through this yeah this is what you talked about right man i send this to my friend they're going through that me and my wife sat down and watched it together yeah thank you for telling me that but do you know what would really mean a lot what is if you would share it Yes. Sharing. Is caring. Is caring, y'all. Y'all, you care about your people. You tell them, don't buy your wife a purse from Target for Christmas. You tell them wisdom. Help me. You you, you share stuff to help them. Help them by sharing out. So I don't ask ask very often. No, you don't But what I'm saying is, we're walking into a new year. That's true. God's doing great things at Living Church. We're about to move buildings. The tug of war is about to go on the road. We're about to be in a new location. You don't even know what's happening. And we're fighting through difficulty. Hey, it's true. And so if you are a uh, subscriber, yep. if you are thankful for the content that we're putting out, yeah. do us a favor. Share it. Yeah. Comment. Send it to somebody that you know is a leader, yeah. that you know someone who's tugging towards more in their life and help them to know that what we're doing is even here. Right. No, I think it's so important. I would love it if I could get Joe Rogan to like, to like at me. To Joe, to Joe Rogan, to at you, at Trust and Babbo. Yeah, up, come bro? on. What's up, Joe? Like, right. I would, but guess what? The only way that anything like that is right. ever going to happen is if the tug of more team right. uh, is intentional in the beginning yeah. to just be spreading about what's what's happening yeah, here. Yeah, we want the team to grow because we want more people to step into all that they're supposed to and run into all of it. So I'm saying out. like, w- you, we can't just rely on the pipe dream of a famous person. Correct. Real real movements are started in grassroots. That's true. And so if just the hundred people that are watching on yeah. YouTube weekly or the hundreds that are listening via podcast or right. still- only audio, if they would share that or comment that or spread that around to friends and family or their coworkers, man, we could really start to continue to gain some traction. Absolutely. So do it. Share it. That's good. That's a good commercial. It's called it's called leadership. That's called <laughs> Because, <laughs> you know, sometimes when you feel the tug of more, yeah. you've got to inspire others to help you. No, absolutely. You I feel say, hey, I feel me. I feel like what we're doing here is unique. It is unique. And it's important. It is. Important. It's important for people to learn all kind of stuff, to be vulnerable. Yeah. To just be themselves, to not always have to have a plan. It's important for people to understand that men and women can work together closely That's and true. not be sleeping together. That's true. It's important, man. And so so I think that. Yeah. No, I agree. I think we're doing a great thing. I'm glad we're doing it. And uh, there's more. So we're going to talk today about something that you and I have both spent a lot of our life uh, learning how to do well. Okay. And so I'm excited to talk about it. Ready? Hit us. Okay. So today we're going to talk about leading when you're in the second chair. Maybe the third chair, maybe the fifth chair, but not not the first chair. chair. So in every uh, organization, there's the boss, 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 the boss. boss. Hopefully the there's boss. somebody who's like in charge. And so for our organization at Living Church, that's me. That's you. So <laughs> I'm uh, the buck stops with me yeah. a little bit. Uh, and Whitney is our executive. Right. So that means that she's in the second chair. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that she's unable to lead just because she's not all the way the one in charge. Absolutely. And then under Whitney, there's other different department heads and leaders and pastors and directors and they still have to be able to lead. Right. And so if you feel the tug of more, you have to learn how to lead from that second chair. You have to learn how to not wait till you're the boss, 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 
to be able to accomplish anything. I think I hear people say all the time, like, well, when I get that position or when I step into this or once I finally am given the uh, permission and it's like, no, if you are a leader, be a leader, wherever yeah. you are, step into it and then let all that other stuff figure itself out. But it's not an easy job sometimes to lead when there's someone else who, yeah, makes the final call or makes the final decision. And so we have to determine to be confident where we are and not be waiting or thinking that we can't do it. Uh, and what you and I've learned is that the truth is that leadership is determined only really by ourselves, yeah. not by the person who's leading us. Like yeah. It's not up to them to say, uh, we hope that they will, they yeah. may or may not, but it's up to us to decide to lead. So yeah. let's talk about it a little bit. I just heard a camera click and made me nervous. Uh-oh. So I didn't hear it. <laughs> I didn't hear one. No. Because, you know, for me, I was in full-time ministry for 15 years yeah. before I was ever the guy. Right. And it would have been easy to just wait until yeah. I was the guy to learn to develop my skills or to really dive in and work hard yeah. and really give everything that I've got. We kind of want to wait. I remember uh, I, uh, right out of high school, I went to community college mm -hmm. for a year because I had some scholarship and like definitely was not uh, mature enough to go to like uh, away from home, away from home college. <laughs> and so I was like failing most of those classes because I didn't really want to pay attention or really yeah. want to be there. And so a professor one day in front of the class, who's like, trust, he called me Baba, Baba, what are you even doing in here? And I was like, man, this is not, this is like 13th grade. I don't, you know, I was not, yeah, I was like this 13th grade, like eight dudes in here went to high school with me. And so I'm just waiting to get out of here before I actually start trying. And there were some older students in the room, like yeah. upperclassmen yeah. in that class. And they were like, you won't do it. Right. I was like, what you talking about? You won't do it. They're like, if you're not taking this serious, why do you think you're going to take it serious right. when, you, when you're when you off away doing your own thing in college? Yeah. And I was like, man, you don't know, man. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to uh, Bible college. Yeah. I'm going over here. I'm going to Texas. I'm doing all yeah. these things. I'm going to do great. I'm going to get 4.0. <laughs> guess, guess what happened? You got a 4.0? No, no. It took it took me four and a half years to graduate from that university because <laughs> my freshman year was so out of control. Yeah. I had this idea right. that that when I got to the next place, I would do better. No, it doesn't happen. It didn't happen. No, right. I almost my parents almost brought me home from school after my freshman year at Bible college because they're like, what are we wasting all this money for, right. dude? You're still failing classes. Right. What are you what are you doing? What are you doing? And if we can't pull it together where we are, right. We're not going to pull it together when the pressure's greater. No, it's true. Because the pressure's greater in the lead chair. Right. It's it's everywhere in life. I remember I remember dating my husband and him coming over to my parents' house and you know like good Christian people like uh he was not allowed in my bedroom like with the door closed or anything but oh, yeah, he still no, uh, -uh. uh that was not allowed but uh, -uh. uh I remember one day when he walked back in uh the hallway and was like saw my bedroom and it was a mess like a mess mess and I remember he was like oh my word your room is a mess and I I was a little embarrassed but then I was like no when I have my own house my own place it will always be clean it will always be so uh put together and the truth is uh most of my house we've talked about before, if Whitney's clean. if you go to Whitney's house but and it's clean bedroom, if you go to Whitney's house and it's clean is because Aaron the, cleaned it and because the laundry room is <laughs> yeah is is like uh eruption of clothes if you there's, open it there's a laundry room and a bedroom and yeah. that's where everything ends up and and so to this day i struggle to clean my bedroom and it really i believe is because i never really learned how to do it when i was just a teenager with like not very much stuff yeah i wasn't intentional and it's something that now when my teenage teenage daughter says i'm fine i'll clean it when it's mine my, my husband now says no you see mom's room it's a mess still <laughs> it was the mess then is a mess now but it's true no matter what our context is where we are right now if we're not not willing to do the best and and lead the best and wherever we are right now we're definitely not gonna be able to do it when it gets harder and bigger and heavier man it's such a good conversation right i've had so many people ask me questions about this yeah just this week i had a guy reach out uh and he he said pastor uh i have a question the pastor that i work for right isn't uh driven right isn't motivated isn't charging into more yeah. and so i feel stunted what do i do yeah i had another guy reach out and say i've been a second guy for 
15 years. Yeah. I'm now about to become a lead pastor, which means I'm the guy. I'm scared to death. Right. Help me. Help, help. And so it's funny how quick we go from complaining about the person above us to then being nervous that now we're the person above everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big conversation. No, it's huge. It's huge because we get frustrated thinking, uh, well, if they would just do it the way I would do it. Yeah. But then when we have the opportunity to do it, it's like, oh, now the buck stops, stops with me. I think that uh, in our context, we've worked, it's worked so well together, probably because you had such a long season yeah. of being in the second chair that you're very understanding for the seat that I sit in, yeah. which helps me a ton. But then for me, um, because we've been friends so long, I think that helps us also where I have so much grace and understanding for um, the journey that you've walked through that it's not, I don't get very easily frustrated at, hey, why aren't you making the decision? But also the open communication. And I know that not everybody uh, let's most people probably don't have the same open lines of communication that you and I have right. in leading from the the seats of one and two. Yeah. And so what do you think for you was uh, the biggest understanding that you had to grab the biggest uh, hurdle uh, that you had to when you were in that seat in order to really flourish because you flourish still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, you know, leading from the second chair it has a lot to do with the person that you're following. Right, 100%. And so for me, for 15 years, I followed a, a leader that was super influential right. in my life. And every leader has pros right. and every leader has cons. 100%, because we're Work, all humans. Working for me, there's pros yeah. and there's cons. True. I'm gonna get a crazy idea, let's go tomorrow. Right. There's some cons working for me. Yeah. And so I think that I was able to flourish in the second chair because I focused on the pros. I focused on every pastor that I'd ever worked for, every leader I was always under, I was able to look at what they were really good at, what their strengths were, and be thankful for those instead of being a critic and complaining and being negative. Now, there's a time and a place to critique and and reevaluate your calling and all the things, which is a whole other podcast. 100%. When do I leave? I don't know. You got to talk about it. That's that's another podcast. But but look at look at what they are offering and yeah. i think that um you know as a as a person in the second chair your job is to help fulfill the vision of the lead right and i think where people get into conflict is when they want to fulfill their vision instead of their leader's vision right 100% so like if you're a i mean we're church so we'll just talk church yeah. context so if you have a senior pastor mm-hmm. who's all about evangelism, right? that's their heart, that's what they're called to do, right. he or she loves reaching people, but you're a person who really loves discipleship right. and like deep dive, deep Bible study, and you don't really care about evangelism, if you work there, what you can do is you can say, well, my pastor doesn't care about discipling people, right. so I'm here to help change the culture. Careful. Yeah. Now you can be an element of that. You can help with that, right. but the but the job that you've said yes to is to help support the vision of of that house. Well, and the question I would ask is, well, have they asked you to? Like, right? Have they asked you to come alongside and help in the discipleship, or have they asked you to come alongside and help reach other people? Right. And so it'd be like if we hired a worship pastor uh, that lo- that was like a, 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 a nationally acclaimed flute player. <laughs> That right? would, you would like, love that. You're an incredible flute flutist. <laughs> flutist. Man, you are the best flutist in the whole world. That's amazing. That's a gift right. from God. But like if we hired someone to be our worship pastor, right. I'm no. not wanting them leading Sunday morning from the flute. I don't think anybody is. That's not but. that's not my jam. <laughs> right. There might be some church that'd be like in piccolos and all the little flute yeah. instruments. Not me. You no. get a piano, a guitar, you go and you know You need some drums and a bass. On, let's go. Right. I, I'm just saying you've got to understand that like in that in any supporting yeah. role yeah. in a supporting role you're there to support the vision yeah of no the house. so for in my context even in my title is the word executive which to me is that i am to execute a lot of the things that uh, the vision the vision you've cr- created and established okay it's my job now to come alongside and execute help help make that happen and i think that what you're saying is really good, but I think it comes from the right heart of understanding yeah. where does my purpose lie? What does it lie in? Am I self-seeking or am I trusting what God has for me in my life? Uh, 
trusting his plan for my life. And so we can get so easily caught up in, am I seen? Am I known? Yeah, am I getting to accomplish my passions instead of understanding the the role that we've been assigned in this season to play? And I think that's where people trip up a a lot. Well, and uh, people can get impatient. 100%. So I think one of the reasons that you and I work so well together is because... I don't think that you have an aspiration to try to take my position. No, no. Now, listen, if I get hit by a bus, Whitney had better become the lead pastor living church. Now, if she wants to do that or right. if her family wants her to do that, I'm saying you do not lay in bed at night thinking no. about, I can't wait till I get to go be a senior pastor. Yeah, when is it my turn? No, right. And so when I was following under my leader, I never thought that. Yeah. I thought I was going to be submitted under his vision I thought, man, maybe God, maybe this is like, what right. I'm doing forever. Right. When it gets dangerous is when people start getting competitive with the person they're leading under. Yeah. And they start thinking they can do it better. Right. Right. Or man, why do you have me hidden? Yeah. But those hidden years are really developmental years. I cannot tell you. Right. Good God. I can't tell you how many times people said things to me like, Tristan, when are you going to go out and do your own thing? Right. When are you going to go out and start your own deal? When are you going to go and be the youth pastor? When are you going to go and be the senior pastor? Right. And every time they asked me that, it was a little bit of an ego hit. Right. A hundred percent. Right. But it was also a little bit of like, you don't understand. Yeah. No, right. You, you don't understand. We have a, a person on our staff right now who works in our kids department. Yeah. She's incredible. Best heart. Right. Best heart, super gifted, called to the house. She is not our like full functioning children's pastor. Right. And just because she doesn't have the title children's pastor. Right. Some people would want to look down on her because she's not the children's pastor. Right. Can I tell you what? She's pastoring a lot of kids. Right. A whole lot of kids. Whole lot of kids. We got 150 kids coming on a Sunday. Right. 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 Yes. Or more depending on the And Sunday. so right. just because... So this person, she could go and be a kids pastor at a bunch of smaller churches and would do a fantastic job, but she submitted herself to what God's called her to do. Mm -hmm. And just because she's not the person doesn't mean she's still not learning and leading at a high level. Absolutely. But it's just those gross titles that like mess us up. No, it's true. I think, um, you know, we, we tell our team all the time that their number one job description is to above all else, guard their heart. We've talked about that on this podcast a bunch. And And we've got a whole series yeah, that we've that done we a taught church. a living church called above all else. Yeah, you can find that on our website. And and I think what happens is our heart gets jaded or bitter or frustrated in the impatience for sure. And what what can happen is you start to think, well, what what we said before, when's my turn? When's it for me? When am I going to go do the thing? Other people's voices, man, that's a huge one that you have to learn how to tune out. I've had to learn from day one. People saying, oh well you're just following because or here's the what about this or even just their opinions it's funny how when you're close to someone people start to give you their opinion of what those people should do so maybe yeah. hoping that it'll pass along but you have to be intentional to say no no, no. you just said so much <laughs> i know in like by sentence but it's true <laughs> it's true yeah and so you have to be intentional to guard your heart your calling what you're called to do in that season what i love about her is that yeah uh this person we were talking about on our team that she has has had people say negative things to her and she's just said no this is where i'm supposed to be this is what i'm supposed to do and it's what's true for you yeah maybe you were the number two guy but you were the number two guy at a giant place rather than being the number one guy at a tiny place and and the experience and the development that you received by sitting in that leadership for so long and and by learning the exposure the exposure to what more is what has helped you tug into more in other seasons and so we get frustrated and we discount what we're actually getting to do what we're actually getting to build what we're actually getting to be a part of because we're just too self-focused you remember Jeannie Mayo yeah, I remember her. So Jean Mayo, she's still kicking around doing a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And so she was a um, really prominent like youth leader, guru. leader, youth pastor, mentor, yeah. like national circuit yeah. communicator. And so I went to one of her conferences way back, like 2002, like oh, 20 years ago. a long time ago. <laughs> it doesn't feel like 20 years. I know, isn't that crazy? It doesn't feel like it. And so, and so I go to this thing and she had an illustration Mm -hmm. where she has a guy come out and he's the pastor Mm -hmm. and he comes out and he's like getting ready to preach or something. It's like a skit, you know? 
and he's coming out getting ready to preach and he's carrying a box and on the box it says sermon he's like talking about it and then here comes like a uh, uh, another person on the church staff like a secretary or yeah something. and the secretary says you know pastor uh, and she's carrying a box in her hands and she says pastor uh, you know I don't know what to do so and so is out in the lobby and they have a question and she hands him this box and so now he has two boxes right and then here comes another person asks him some question right. and that person hands him a box yeah and like probably 10 people yeah. the janitor the youth pastor the you know minister women's ministry the kids all right. these people they are coming in and they're handing the senior pastor this these boxes and and now the senior pastor is holding so many boxes that you can't even see his face. Hmm. And then someone comes out and says, hey, pastor, it's time for you to preach. Right. And he tries to like walk out, but he can't because he's carrying all the stuff. And then Jeannie, this lady, she comes out and she says, your job is to protect your pastor from having to carry anything that he shouldn't have to carry. Right. And it, it was like literally a... Um, yeah, defining leadership moment yeah. in my life to understand what my role was. Right. My role, my job was to protect my leader from having to carry things that I could carry instead. Yeah. And so I spent a lot of years mm -hmm. picking up things that should have been on somebody else's job description. Right. Because if I could carry this, they could preach the word. Right. If I could carry this, they could do what they're what they're called right to do. and so whatever the context is those that are leading what we don't often realize is how much those people carry right what they're actually having to be responsible for and us as leaders under them if we can come alongside and say hey no matter what the job is no matter what the role is what we can help them uh, accomplish the vision without making them have to make the decision or lead the thing or be in charge of or oversee. If we can help, good grief, how much more can the business, the entity, the whatever it is, flourish? How much more can they step into more if we're willing to come alongside and say, hey, I'm willing to carry things that aren't maybe necessarily mine. You yeah. said you said a great line that so often we hear people, well, that's not my job. But if you understand that right. your job is all the jobs to make the job yeah. easier on the leader, then everything's your job. Yeah. And uh, I think that's a huge piece. Uh, the word we use in leadership context in the church world is armor bearer. Explain that a little bit to people uh, okay. of what it means. And then let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, so from the kind of second chair, right. I spoke on this idea a lot yeah. when I was younger. Yeah. And went to like a bunch of conferences and actually had the privilege of like teaching how to serve from the second chair. Yeah. Like my leader that I was under would go and do like main sessions and mm -hmm. I would do breakouts talking yeah. about the second chair. And so I taught a bunch on this. And in the Bible, there's a couple different like kind of uh person not personalities, job descriptions Jobs, that yeah. are out there right. of people. One is the armor bearer, and second is the cup bearer. Right. So an armor bearer is somebody who would walk next to a warrior or a king and they would carry their armor. They would carry their shield and their sword and their staff and their bow and arrow and they would carry the weight right. so that the king would not have to bear that load until right. it was time to fight. Kind of like in our today context, like how a caddy carries uh, the Perfect. golf bag and the golf clubs yeah. for the golfer so that like Tiger Woods or Phil Mickelson or whoever can figure out their next so, shot, their next right. strategy. They're just carrying the, the load. So that they are fresh right. when it's time to actually do the deal. Right. And so as a, for me in a secondary chair right. or third or fourth or fifth or wherever right, it is, wherever it is. That, that you're helping to carry something that you can so that yeah. your leader can be looking in the future. Yeah. So they can be charging towards more. Right. And, uh, and then the other piece is the cup bearer. Yeah. So a cup bearer is somebody who, before a king would have a meal or a drink, the cup bearer's job was to take a drink of the wine to make sure it wasn't poisoned. Right. So they might to, be dead. So they might be dead. So to so to protect <laughs> right. the leader. Right. And so sometimes in life and in leadership, you've got to be willing to carry something that isn't yours. Yeah. And sometimes you've got to be willing to drink some poison that wasn't meant for you. Right. No, it's really good. It's hard, man. It's hard. It's never fun to carry something that's not your job. That's not my job. Right. I know. Right. But guess what? If you're following a leader who's pulling into more, it's not their job to pull into more. Right. It's the call. Right. <laughs> I think we've taught a podcast or we've talked about like complacency or ease or like yeah. not doing more. What your leader could be doing is just the status quo. Yeah. 
They could just be doing just enough to get by and just get a paycheck and just enough. But if they're tugging into more at all, that's something on their load that you don't understand right. all the way. And so if you can take something off of them, carry that shield for them, right. they can fight better. Absolutely. No, I think that that's... And sometimes there's poison to drink. Yeah. I, yeah. Let's talk about it. Okay. Uh, for me, Whitney drinks poison all the time. Something will happen. Yeah. And someone will be frustrated. For sure. And you know what she'll do? She'll call him and say, I'm sorry. Right. She, it's not even on her. She doesn't need to say, I'm sorry. Enrique and Amanda do this all yeah. the time for me and you. Right. Somebody will be upset or bent out of shape and they'll be all mad and they'll call and they'll say, I'm sorry. Yeah. Or they'll call and they'll be the heavy. Right. Somebody will be acting all crazy. <laughs> right. Frustrated. You Somebody can that come they've up got with it. an example. No, I, I think it's great. I mean, all the way as simple as in days when, uh, like we're busy and someone just walks in and needs attention, um, you know, maybe off the street, didn't yeah. have an appointment, they'll go in and they'll they'll interrupt their day so that we don't have to interrupt our day, yeah. which I think is just a very small but a huge thing that yeah. I super appreciate. Or All pe the way people, to, people complain about something yeah. and Enrique Armando or, or Parker Somebody, will call we, and they'll fight the fight give their so that that right, person context, can be mad at them the, and not be mad at me. Yeah, absolutely. Because you can still come to Living Church and really not like Enrique. Right. <laughs> but it's going to be really hard for you to still be at Living Church right. if you really don't like me. Right. No, it's true. And so they'll drink the poison. Absolutely. And it's because they understand they understand the the role. Well, I think one thing season. of why sometimes uh if you're second, third, fourth, wherever your role is, you might not always uh, do this the best, if I could speak to it, is that, if I could speak to it, I'm on a podcast to speak to it. That's the whole <laughs> point. Uh, and so uh, is that like... Would it you would please be, speak to it? Yeah, it would be easy for me sometimes to be like, hey, hey, do you want to hear all the things that I kept you from today? Oh, yeah. But what I instead know is that you don't need the stress or you've already got enough things that are that are uh yeah stressing you pulling you tugging you in a certain direction that the most things that i can handle without you even knowing about the better it is now that doesn't mean keeping you from things you should know about that's not what i mean but there are small details that don't you don't need to waste your brain energy on right. and what i've learned or what i've seen in other leaders sometimes is they want you to know <laughs> they want me to know hey i did this and this and this and this and this but but I already trust that you're doing those things because that's why you have the job that you have. Right. I already trust you're doing your job. If I had a question, I'd ask you. But uh, instead, what I appreciate is when I find out six months later some situation I didn't even know, wait, what? And they had already handled it. It was already yeah. smoothed out. And I never even had to be stressed by it. And so f that's something that I've made uh, a mission from day one is whatever balls I can catch, whatever, yeah, poison is the right word that I can drink that, yeah, let them be frustrated at me. Let them think that I'm the worst or that I made that bad call or hard decision or whatever. Uh, let them think that about me than rather it be pointed at you because yeah. it's unnecessary. And most of the time people are just frustrated in a moment and that's very emotionally draining to handle like you just said whether it's making a large uh, decision for the organization preaching on a sunday if you're a church whatever it is uh you don't need that extra stress it's going to go away anyway like whatever that is i can handle it and so just being okay with the fact that yeah you're going to drink poison but then also understand probably nobody's going to even know you drank it man and that's so much, that's okay there's so much there there's so much there because <laughs> Because sometimes you have to bring the leader into the loop. Yeah. You oh, know for what I mean? sure. Because, Absolutely. Because uh, I don't want to be blindsided. So like if someone's no, all right. mad or something's going on, then one of my team will come and let me hey, know. Hey, I want you to know this is happening. Here's the way we Just handled to, but it. They get, it's a 30-second update right. instead of me losing sleep over and having six meetings. Right. There's just an update so I'm not blindsided in the lobby right. that I don't Correct. even know what's happening. But the other pieces, that's only allowed because we don't have a micromanagement culture. Oh, 100%. And so like, which no, is where 100%. we're going to have to go next. Yeah. Which is like, because our culture allows for our staff to actually be in charge and right. actually lead, then they're able to do that. Yeah. But some people have probably been listening to this whole podcast for 30 minutes and they're frustrated. Oh, geez, talking for 30 yeah, minutes. Yeah. They're frustrated <laughs> because the leader that they're leading under 
doesn't have a tug towards more. Right. The leader that they're working for isn't healthy. Right. Right? right. They they aren't pursuing more and they feel stifled because they're they're under the lid. Yeah. Well, uh yeah, that's that's a hard one. Uh, and yeah, like you said we'd have to do a whole other conversation about whether you should stay or whether you should go, but where you are uh you hear that phrase bloom where you're planted mm -hmm. right like where you are is where you are planted right now in this season and so i think you have to determine to be the best you you can be in that season i've worked for other people not you other people that uh i knew i was a better leader than them that i was stronger in the areas i could have accomplished more than them I, there were but i knew hey this is the role this is the job i have and so i'm just going to serve them the best that i can not even in church contexts, in other places. I've, I've been like, I will be the best cupbearer, the best armor bearer. I'll make sure that I take care of the things I need to take care of. And the truth is, if we really believe uh, that God is our provider and our promotion and the one who really uh, puts us where we're supposed to be, he's the one that works all that out. We just are in charge of guarding our own heart and then doing the best with what we have and what we can do. And so maybe you're over a department mm -hmm. or an area, make your department the best, make your area the best, like yes. do the best you can where you are, um, build the team you have. If you have a team around you, build those people and, and allow them to be the best number two to you or three or whatever it is, allow them, don't micromanage them, treat it how you want it to be. Yeah. And then uh, who knows, maybe that'll be like you where you then had the opportunity to step in and do it the way you wanted. And yeah. maybe not, maybe there's more that's coming down the road, but you'll learn it in this level, in this context, so that when you step into more, it's not so heavy that you yeah. break. It's great. It's, it's really good. The Bible says that he who's an urshi, who is entrusted with little, right. will then be trusted with much. Right. And we can get this idea that like, oh, I can't do it because my leaders are the right. worst. Well, once you're the leader, there's nobody else to blame. Right. It's now just on you. Right. And so like if you're in a secondary position, bloom. Right. Like no, do er it. erase the excuses. Right. I know that your leader isn't doing what you wish they would do. Lead anyways. Right. Go raise your own funds. Yeah. It, Ra raise your own budget. When we started Living Church, I wanted to start doing some love outreaches. Right. We don't have any money. Right. Well, I couldn't get any money allocated right. to my outreach stuff. That you wanted, yeah. So you know what I went and did? I went and met with some men in the church who had some resources, and I went to Home Depot and Lowe's and Ace Hardware and asked them to donate some things. And now what are we doing? We're going and doing some love outreaches. Right. I went to the city. The city donated, and they bought all the wood chips and the plants, and then we went and put it in. And so though I didn't have the money, I just led anyways. Right. And so uh, it's so easy for us to blame those above us for our lack of advancement. Well, what you're saying is really good, though, in that uh, we shouldn't. We should keep our mouth shut. <laughs> and that's between us and God. Like yeah. you, what I love about you is you always speak with honor. We talked about honor just recently. Yeah. And I've never, no matter who you've been under or who, who's been leading you, I don't hear you ever uh, blame or speak negatively about that. I think that's a super important piece to right. go alongside of it. Keep doing it, what you're saying. Find your own creative ways to keep blooming where you're planted. Yeah. But then don't blame or speak negative over the leadership because you don't know the whole story yeah and and even if you think you know the whole story it's not on you to speak it and if you grow and develop in your area right you advance your area the cream of the crop will rise to the top absolutely and so like as you advance and as you grow right maybe you will motivate other people on the absolutely. team for their departments to start growing right maybe you'll motivate your leader right maybe your leader will start getting motivated to have some fresh absolutely. vision and if not then they're going to come for you like saul tried to kill david and then you know it's time to leave right yeah people ask well should i leave should i leave should i leave and i'm like well what have you done other than complain right Exactly. Because if you grew the thing and if you brought advancement in, maybe the whole tune would shift. Right. You've got to add your ingredient to the mix and see if the flavor changes. Right, right. No. Not just sit back and, and complain about what Absol isn't. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's super important. And so uh, it's easy to get frustrated when you're not the one in charge because you can use the excuse, well, I'm not the one in charge. But you are in char charge of you and you are in charge of the job that you've been given to, to do. And so do it to the best of your ability. And um, and then just trust that 
God's timing is better than your own. We all think we should have had it yesterday. Um, but the truth is, keep going right where you are and keep tugging and, and you'll get there. Um, have some grace for your leader too. 100%. So for me, my job is to have a 360 degree vision. Right. My job is to see everything that's happening and have 360 right. degrees of understanding of what's happening in the organization. And so guess what? If you are the youth pastor, yeah, we always talk about Parker. If you're the youth pastor, you had better think student ministry is the most important thing. Right. You would better. Own you would better your think zone. You better this, know it. Own your zone, man. Right. So you don't have you don't necessarily have 360 degrees right. of understanding. Parker doesn't understand all the budget pieces. He doesn't no. understand all of the dynamics of every department right. of the church, and that's okay. But he had better love the 90 degrees that he's looking at. Right. But what I love about Parker is that he understands that he doesn't see it all. Correct. And so if he comes to me and says, Pastor, can I have some more money for this event? Yeah. Or can we do this thing on this calendar or whatever? And if I have to say, hey, bro, not right now. Right. He understands he doesn't see it all. Right. He's not no, right. He's not so myopic. Myopic means you only look at what affects you. My, right. me, me, myopic, right? right? And so we've got to have some grace for those that we're following. That's really good. Because maybe we don't understand the pressure. Maybe, maybe uh, we so look at like production. Mm -hmm. Production. Man, we need a new camera. Yeah. We need a new video switcher. My jobber, mm -hmm. you know, we got to have this thing. Yeah, but do you want a paycheck this month? Right. Yeah, but we got to pay to get building cleaned. Right. Yeah, but that light bill is expensive. Right. We have to understand that we don't know it all. Mm -hmm. And then that can help us have grace for our leader that maybe we don't understand. Yeah. Because maybe the leader you don't like is up at night stressed out if they can even get you a paycheck. Right. No, you don't know. Yeah. No, I think it's super good. I think a couple of things that go along with that, whether no matter who your leader is, is that the more you can get to know your leader, um, just who they are as a person, yes. the better you can have grace and understanding. Yeah. You and I know each other super well. We've yeah. been, like we said, friends forever. And so there have been seasons when you've been massively stressed and maybe you were more short uh, in your responses or not as jokey or jovial, but I could have- I was more uh, yeah, focused, yeah, focused or not, whatever, not as fun, not as fun. Yeah. And, but I had all the grace and understanding of like, this is the season that it is. This yeah. is where it is. This is the, whatever it is. Uh, there's that there, there's the pieces of understanding. Yeah. They're caring so much. And the more we can get to know them, we can learn. Yeah. Maybe some understanding and also, um, the best ways to help. I yeah. think when we don't know them, we haven't yet got to know them well, we might try to help in areas that are not where they would actually yeah. rather us yeah. help. Uh, and then we can learn those. And then uh, and the other one is to be just intentional uh, to pray specifically for them that God would help them and give them all the wisdom and grace and understanding and then help us in leading them. Yeah. And I think doing those things really, it sets uh, the tone in our own hearts yeah. to lead better. Yeah. No, it's really, it's really good. One of the guys that asked me the question just this last week of what do I do if my leader isn't like tugging into more and I yeah. feel a little stifled, I said, hey, here's what you do. Write a plan. Right. Like develop what you think should happen right. next in the organization. Take it to your leader. Say, hey, here's some stuff I've been chewing on. What do you think about this plan? And maybe all that, maybe that's all they need. Right. Maybe they'll say, yeah, I love that run and do it right like, try no it's try. super good i think that's really important it's and it, then the honor one is a big piece sorry i don't know i know just what you're saying is like if you don't say all the words they can't read your mind right like, if you're frustrated but they have no idea they, yeah. they have no idea yeah and so that's silly to not at least speak about it and um i think that more often than not you have great leaders who maybe have uh, been hurt by the people that they've led before. So maybe they don't know your potential. Maybe mm -hmm. they don't know that you're trustworthy. Maybe they don't yet know that you can actually do it. And so just be willing to talk and say, hey, I'm here. Yeah. I'm willing to help. There, In the season where we started like full-time working together, there were times that I had to say to you, hey, I can do this. Right. I can carry this for you. Yeah. I got this. Yeah. Not because uh, you didn't trust me, but because, but actually because you cared for me, you were right. like, I don't want to put this on you. I was like, no, no, no. That's what I'm honored to get to do. Yeah, yeah. And so um, we have to be willing to have 
open conversation with them. Um, and all we can do is try. All yeah. we can do is do our part and see see what they do. Okay, go. No, so one has to be willing to pick it up and the other has to be willing to let it go. Yeah. And that can only happen through like real conversation. Real, real and conversation. And so maybe if you're frustrated with your leader, it's time to just go have coffee with them. Right. You can invite them. Yeah. Get, get this. <laughs> you can ask them right. to spend time with you. No, absolutely. And maybe they won't, but maybe they will. Maybe yeah. they think you don't want to spend time yeah, with them. Yeah, maybe they've been waiting for you. Just just have the have the conversation and who knows what what God would do. You said honor, so say that before we go. What? No, we talked about honor um just last week. Just last I think in the last episode that we posted and about how we have to honor up and honor sideways and and yeah. honor down. And so I think that if you're the leader watching and there's a lot of levels to the leader because you could well, be yeah. the senior pastor, you could be the youth pastor, you could be the right. kids director, you could be the no, classroom I was say lead. That at some point, like if you are, if you are like uh, in a department, and then like the number three in a department, you don't need to be um, obsessed with being the armor bearer for the lead pastor. Correct. That is something I see sometimes too, where I'm like, no, bro, go lead your leader. Like, right? Because if if you if you if you play it out, then the only leader is the president of the United States, right? <laughs> or the the uh, national right. director, right. blah blah. Like, I've got people that I submit to. Yes. So yeah, I, I'm saying but, yeah. You've got to be willing to. You've got to be willing to honor. Well, anyways, I, I somewhere realized along the way that God had given me a gift in in Whitney. Yeah. And that you know, for so many years, I felt like I had been an armor bearer and a cup bearer to pastors, and I just was kind of like praying, God, I just need somebody to come along and help me. Mm -hmm. And then God answered my prayer in the least likely person. If you're only listening <laughs> and not watching, I'm pointing at Whitney. Oh, that's, thank you for I'm, the, I like when you use the. <laughs> I'm, saying like, I'm saying like I'm saying like I didn't think no right that God was going to give me when I hear armor bearer, I think a big yoked up man yeah. who can carry ten thousand yeah, pounds. Right, this is what I think. Well, yeah, it's okay. But like that's what He gave me in the spirit, but not in the flesh. Yeah, no, it's good. It's so really you good. do not look like what I thought. I needed. No, right. I know. I remember the first day you told me that. <laughs> and I was like, well, uh, should I? No, no, it wasn't a slam. No, you it didn't. was a like, you know, right. all I'd grown up and see dudes in ministry yeah, together. Right. And so, so. Don't discount what the gifts that God's given. Don't you. discount what God's doing. Yeah. And so we no, had I've like. Seen a, that in, we've seen that in people who have their, their own children on teams with them. Yeah. And we're like, Yo, your kid is the one who should be your armor bearer, but yeah. it's your kid, so you won't see him right. Yeah. We've seen it with people who are, yeah, they, maybe it's just the context of how they've known someone or what. That's like, or, don't be. Or they got the wrong person, the wrong. I, we yes. just we just met some pastors the other day that the lead guy is kind of retiring, and so they let the executive oh. become the senior pastor. And I'm like, no, just that because the guy's right, just because right. he's been there for 30 years does not mean that he should now be the pastor. Right. Right. Good God. No. We just have to have our eyes open yeah. to see what God's doing. Really I remember, good. you know, I told you I'd spoke a lot about this over the years. Yeah. And I could talk for another three hours on this no, right. topic um, about leading from the second chair. But there were two teachings that I've written on this. Yeah. And probably five, four years ago, maybe. Yeah. Four years probably. ago. For, four. Was it for your birthday? Yeah. Because you're a thoughtful guy, you are. No, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a gift giver. Yeah. So like, I, I'm sure I had like an actual gift with this. Oh, you did. Okay, but yeah, I printed out. Part of I printed out these two lessons. <clears throat> now I'm crying. Ew, if you're only watching, okay. if you're only listening, and you can't see my face. <laughs> uh, for your birthday, I printed these two lessons yeah. out. Yeah. And uh, put them in a folder. Yeah. And I gave them to you for your birthday, and yeah. I said thank you, um, because you're what. I have been teaching except for me. And that was kind of weird and we all cried and Aaron and Rachel looked at us and and I think they cried or they thought yeah. we were weird. I don't know exactly no, what happened. No, we all, yeah. But, you know, God will give you what you need, but it just might not look like what you expected. Yeah. And, and so and don't push it away. Is, uh, the truth is, uh, what I believe, it sounds silly because I'm saying I'm such a gift, but what I believe and why God gave you a gift in me is because of what you were willing to do for so long that right. you have to be willing to follow 
in order to be uh, a great leader. Yeah. And so you are such a great follower uh, and you serve so well that God was like, hey, bro, I got you. And so like, if you've been serving and following for a long time and you feel like, man, is anyone ever gonna, yeah, just keep going. Yeah. Trust that God will give you the person in the right moment. <sighs> what, bro? We're getting long in it's this okay, one. It's okay, it doesn't matter. In our context of ministry, yeah, I see this all the time of people who go and start a church. Yeah. They go and plant a church. They were a youth pastor somewhere three years and then somewhere else two years right. or whatever. And then they're like, they are they get disenfranchised with ministry or they get yeah. mad at their two pastors. And so they're like, I'm just going to go and be a pastor. I'm going to go and be right. the guy. And I'm like, you're not ready, man. No, right. You're not ready. Because what we do is we circumvent... <sighs> We refuse to humble ourselves. There it is. Yeah. And we think that we're God's gift to ministry. Right. And so we don't stay in the humble years, yeah. in the hidden years. And then we want the stage and the spotlight and the leadership. And then when we get there, we don't know what the junk we're doing. Well, and so, like, I think that the reason that Enrique and Amanda and Whitney and Bailey and all these incredible people on our team and our elders and our right. directors, I think the reason that they can follow is because I deeply know what it's like to be a follower. Right. I know what it's like to get crapped on. Yeah. No, right. I know what it's like to have to drink poison. I know what it's like to take a bullet for my leader. Yeah. I know what it's like to do the crap job when nobody's watching. I know what it's like to do it for a long time. Yeah. long time. Yeah. And so because I'm, I'm, I'm um, empathetic of yeah, that. Sympathetic and empathetic. Yeah. I, I don't want them bleeding. Yeah. No, you're intentional to notice and point it out. Hey, I see that you've been doing that for a while. Thank you very much. But which is huge. Um, but even if you don't receive that from your, if, you know, if someone else doesn't receive that from their leader, what you're saying is so good. In that, the reason that. Uh, yeah, I don't lay in bed at night ever and think, oh, I wonder one day if I can take his role. But the truth is, I'm willing to do whatever God asks me to do whenever God asks me to yeah. do it. And what I'm privileged to do is get to do this alongside you. And I think we have the most fun because we get to do it together. You right. hear the phrase that it's lonely at the top, but then uh, you hear the counter phrase, but it's only lonely if you don't take someone with you. But you have to be willing to go together, both yeah. sides of it, of to say like, Hey, it's okay. Like, I don't need, uh, I need what God's asked me to do. That's the best part of what I get to do. But man, serving and following, man, I really mean it with all my heart that it's my honor and privilege to get to because we have a ton of fun mm. and we get to do it. And so like, what a sad thing to miss out on jumping from place to place, yeah. hoping to find my spot. I already found my spot, hmm. you know? Yeah, it's the, man, it's the, it's the intimidation factor that that I think stops people. For sure. Like, if you were a dude. Right. We talked about this before. If I, all the gifts that are in you yeah. were in a dude and you came into living church, do you think I would have been intimidated? I, I think I would have been a little intimidated of you, of you in the beginning. Huh, maybe. I think I would have been like, man, this person's very charismatic. People like them. Some people like them way more than me. <laughs> right. right? They have a different speaking style. Yeah. I think that I would have been a little intimidated. And then that might have made me push you down right. some. Rather than say, hey. Rather than me lift you up yeah. some. Right. And so like, this is a whole other thing to figure out. Yeah. But like, we have to be willing to elevate everybody. Right. No, it's really good. You know what I mean? No, it's really good. Because the first leader has to elevate the second and all the other leaders yeah. and not push them down. But I see it all the time Right. that pastors won't let their youth pastor preach because the youth pastor might even be better. Right. No, right. They won't let somebody else do this or lead this or do the thing there because they're just intimidated. No, right. That maybe that person's going to do it better. No, but that's a that's an issue of insecurity and fear and all the things. But I yeah. mean, even we've talked about it. Aaron's got a new boss in this last season, um, different than anyone he's ever had before, who is exactly like that, who's humble and knows who he is and therefore is grateful for the gifts in Aaron, not intimidated. Where most of his uh, job life, he's had people who are just intimidated and like, let me just keep you right here. Yeah. Uh, and wow, watching what he's been able to flourish in, it's incredible. And yeah. I think that if we could all just come along and realize like, 
man, if we will see ourselves as gifts to each other, I think that's a huge piece yeah. of being leading in this second chair, leading in any chair, is to say like, how how can I be a gift? How can I be of service? How can I be a help? Um, Jesus uh, was the greatest servant of all. And if yeah. we'll just follow his example, um, that's what you and I live our life, even this morning, talking about how do we be more like Jesus? What is What would he do? Uh, we used to wear those silly bracelets mm -hmm. in high school, but it's true yeah. that if we could do that in the context of how we lead, then we can do what we're called to do yeah. wherever seat we sit in. And this stuff that we're talking about yeah. is applicable with no husbands and wives. Yeah. It's applicable to children and parents. Yeah. It's applicable to uh, the dude who drives the trash truck and the guys who ride on the back of it and throw the cans in the back. I definitely I, want to drive the truck. I do I, not want to throw the trash. I kind of want to be the trash. I, I want to be the trash guy see, and see the tr see still. the treasures <laughs> that people are throwing away. Right. But, no matter where you are, right. these are applicable lessons to be able to lead people that yeah. that you're following. So let's do the recap. Okay. So if you're in the second chair, bloom where you're planted. Right. Communicate with your leader. Yeah. Have some have very conversation. clear conversations about yeah. what their expectations are. If you don't see a lot of advancement, bring a plan. Right. Bring a plan to your leader and say, hey, here's some areas that I think that we could work on some stuff. Mm -hmm. Be willing to be told no. Right. Be willing to do some things that you don't understand. Don't get impatient and want to jump ship before you're ready. Yeah. Or to try to outrun God. No. Nope. God's timing is way better than yours. Absolutely. You could work as hard as you could every day for 10 years and not get to what God could do in one month. It's true. In his timing. It's true. We've seen it time and time again. You, you could work every day for 10 years to yep. try to advance yourself and never be able to accomplish what God can do in one moment. It's true. In his timing. Right. So humble yourself in the yeah. sight of the Lord and he will lift he, you up. Yeah. So the just Bible says. relax, man. Chill out. Love those that you're over and lead where you can. Yeah. Don't allow excuses to hinder you. Drink the poison, y'all. Be willing to. Don't get bitter about it. Like, drink it. Take it. And, and really and truly uh, uh, see it as an honor and a privilege to get to that. Uh, what? Unless you're getting abused, unless you're following a well, manipulative yeah. psychopath who's a sociopathic we talk, jerk. We'll talk about when to stay and when to go. We, okay. we have too many people have asked us that question. That okay. We should. That's but good. No, yeah. Anything Love else? it. No, I think it's great. Guys, what I said at the beginning is for real. Share it, post it, Do comment it. it, tag somebody. Help us grow this tug team. Help us help them. Yeah. All right. Sure. Thanks, y'all. See you.